The Bear Resolution Chapter 7 Safe? The next thing I know, I was in the living room of the big house. Grandma was holding me in her arms, and I could tell that she'd been crying and that I hadn't been dreaming. I looked down to see if any part of me had been eaten, but I only had little cuts from going through the corn. I started to cry uncontrollably, and she held me tighter in her arms, telling me it was okay. She didn't tell me if Jack was okay. She just said it was okay, and you're safe now, Sam. Didn't she know I didn't care if I was okay? All I wanted to know was whether Jack was okay. I wanted to ask her if I had killed Jack, but I couldn't because I was really bawling. I kept trying to talk, but she just kept shushing me like I was a baby, which was fine because I couldn't get anything out. Every time I tried, I lost my breath and kept crying. I wanted to tell her that I was just trying to make him play dead like Grandpa had said to do. Nobody can outrun a bear, and that bear wasn't afraid of Jack. Maybe when Jack grows up, but not now. The more I thought about it, the harder I cried, and the harder I cried, the harder my grandma hugged me. It was like I was sinking in quicksand, and I couldn't ask for help, and the more I tried to ask for help, the more I would sink. I felt a hole in the middle of me, which made me think my best friend was gone. I saw through the windows there were trucks all over the yard and men with rifles walking around, talking. I kept thinking about how Jack fell after I hit him with my slingshot, and right then I knew why there was a hole in the middle of my heart. I had killed Jack myself, my brother who protected me from Kenny Johnson, from his brother, from Grandpa's farts. I wanted to die and would do anything to change places with Jack. If you've ever wondered what it feels like to pass out, it's just like going to sleep but faster. Apparently, I passed out again because I woke up in the bottom bunk of our room at the farm. It took me a second to remember I was still the boy who killed his brother with a slingshot. I screamed as loud as I could because I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't believe what I'd done. I shouted for Mom, which I realized didn't make sense, but I didn't care, and my grandma came hurrying in. I didn't mean to do it. I was crying, but after I was able to get the first couple words out, it became easier to talk. I was trying to make him play dead. Grandpa said we should play dead. Jack was trying to stare the bear down like Dad did. Only the bear wasn't scared. He was going to eat Jack. I wasn't trying to kill him. And the crying came back big time because I was drowning in guilt and murder. Oh, Sam, Sam, Sam. Grandma held me tighter. Jack is okay. He's going to be fine. He has some bad cuts, but they stitched him up. How could you have killed him? You sweet, sweet boy. It's not your fault. Do you feel okay to get up? Your father and grandpa are with Jack at the hospital. Should we go see him? Oh, sweet Mother Mary, what do you think? Of course I want to go see him. I was just thinking I killed him. It was an incredible shot. You want to talk about balling? It was like I was trying to set the world record for balling. You can imagine how bad it feels to kill your brother when you were just trying to help him not be killed and how great you would feel after you found out he was actually safe. My big heart was going too far, if you ask me. I couldn't even talk. I wanted to tell her, let's go right now, but I honestly couldn't say anything. I was so relieved. Instead of saying something, I just got out of bed and walked towards the door, towards Jack. I noticed that I had my pajamas on now, probably because there was puke all over my old clothes, and that's when I realized I must have been out for a while because it was already dark outside. I was able to stop crying by the time we got into the Lincoln. That's the family car my grandma drives, but I didn't want to talk. 
I think Grandma knew it too, because she wasn't asking near half the questions that I'd have had she almost gotten eaten by a bear. Knowing Jack was all right and that Dad was here with him and that I wasn't going to get eaten by a bear made me feel like it was Christmas morning, for real. The only difference was I had no desire to run around like a maniac yelling about the gift I just got like I usually do on Christmas morning. I asked Grandma about Mom, and she said she was probably already at the hospital by now, but that she'd called and asked about me. For some reason, I still felt a little bit nervous, and I didn't feel like I could talk about any of it because I was tired of crying. I wondered about my slingshot. Was it just lying on the ground? I bet one of the guys with the guns picked it up and would probably give it to their kids. Losing a great slingshot that's already broken in would normally set my hair on fire, but the more I thought about it, they could have it. When we got to the hospital, I saw my dad's truck, and I think the combination of relief and my big heart made me start crying like crazy again. All I wanted to do was see Jack, to really know that he was okay and that I didn't kill him. It was an incredible shot after all, and I mean, he fell like a buck does when we go hunting, so how was I to know I didn't kill him? I was starting to become afraid that he might be mad at me for running or for hitting him with a slingshot pellet in the head before he could stare down that bear. I figured if anyone Jack's size could stare down a bear as big as the one we saw today, it would be Jack. I guess I started doubting whether I needed to knock Jack out with my slingshot because I'm so good at messing things up. I was really nervous that my big heart wouldn't let me explain to Jack why I'd shot him on account of all the bawling I knew I'd be doing. In case you haven't figured it out yet, it's impossible for me to talk when I'm bawling. We rode up the elevator and walked down a hallway that went on forever. Turns out they put Jack at the end of the longest hallway of the entire hospital. Grandma was holding my hand and I wasn't crying, but I wasn't not crying. And I knew I was going to start bawling the minute I saw Jack. I wanted to stop and gather myself because I knew everybody would probably be in the room but I wanted to see Jack and Dad so bad I kept going. Chapter 8 Brothers Room 419, this is Jack's room, Grandma said softly and kneeled down to wipe my face off. He had two bad cuts which are bandaged, but don't be scared if you see tubes coming out of one arm. It's a good thing. It's to replace the blood that he lost from his cuts. He's safe now. He's going to be just fine, Samuel. My grandmother calls me Samuel sometimes. That is my real name. I nodded. I wasn't scared at all. Didn't she know that? Doesn't she know that I have a big heart and that people with big hearts just cry a lot? She was the one that looked scared. She had tears in her eyes, too. I walked in and saw Dad sitting with his back facing me. He was watching Jack sleep and holding his hand. Grandpa was talking on the phone in the corner of the room and pacing and cussing about something under his breath. Sure enough, I started bawling when I saw Jack's face asleep on his pillow. He looked pale and weak like he was about to die. Nothing at all like he looked this morning in my room. I was scared all over again and I turned away into my grandma and tried unsuccessfully to keep my bawling quiet. I wanted to disappear. I wanted to be eaten by a bear or anything. I wanted to do anything but feel like I had killed my brother and best friend, which is how I felt seeing Jack like this on the bed even though I knew I didn't kill him. Then a feeling I knew well came over me, or actually around me. It was my dad's arms holding me and lifting me up. He turned me around and held me tight. World-class balling. I just absolutely lost it. I mean, 
We are talking boogers and all, just an absolute total loss of control because for the first time since I woke up, I felt safe. Dad just let me go, too. He didn't try the shh-shh crap that Grandma was doing. He just kind of squeezed me lightly and put his head up next to mine and held it there. After about four hours of bawling, I came up for air and saw my grandpa standing behind Dad like he was waiting for a turn. My little hero, Grandpa said with a big smile. What? Huh? It confused me at first, but then I realized he had no idea his little hero actually threw up on Jack and then ran from the bear, leaving behind a cherry Kool-Aid and beef jerky flavored Jack to get eaten. I was glad none of them knew that I ran yet because it was embarrassing. I also knew they would learn eventually, but I hoped they wouldn't be too disappointed in me because I did come back after I realized what I had done. I looked over at Jack, who was waking up on account of all my bawling, and I buried my head back into Dad's neck, boogers and all, and started bawling all over again. After another 50 hours of bawling, I heard Jack say, Sammy, I'm okay. I'm going to be just fine. You saved my life. Dad, can you put him in the bed? I saw Dad's eyes, and it almost looked like he had been crying too, but obviously not nearly as bad as me on account there were no boogers all over his cheeks. His huge hand covered my entire face as he wiped the tears and boogers off and set me down next to Jack, who winced as he moved over to make some room. He had a tube that was coming from a hanging bag and going into his good arm while his right arm, his pitching and casting arm, was bandaged above and below his elbow. I've got 37 stitches in my arm and side. Can you believe it? He said, smiling a little smile. And I knew he was attempting to cheer me up, but it was no use because I just threw my arms around him and started bawling quietly into his shoulder. Obviously, having a little kid with a face full of boogers hugging you and crying all over you is not what you want if you have 37 stitches all over the place. Jack, as always, was patient, though, and just grimaced and said, Sam, Sam, Sam until Dad went ahead and pulled me off him. I managed to say sorry to Jack in the process. Dad was holding me and was about to say something when Jack looked at Dad and Grandpa and asked, Can I talk to Sam alone for a second? Dad looked at Grandpa, confused, but said, Sure. He put me back into the hospital bed and kissed me and Jack both on the foreheads, which is a new one to me because Dad's not much of a forehead kisser. Mom will take any kind of kiss she can get, but Dad is more of a hugger and a back and thigh slapper. Sam, Jack has stitches on his side. You can't hug him or the stitches will break, okay? Okay, I sniffled, and Dad, Grandpa, and Grandma left the room. You don't have to cry anymore, Sam. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. You're a hero today, Sam. You are my hero. I would have been lunch for that son of a bitch had you not knocked me out. That was you, wasn't it? Did you shoot me with your slingshot? Grandpa told me you must have because he found it next to you. He has your slingshot in his back pocket. He turned and pointed to a massive weld on his head. I looked at it and nodded as he smiled back at me. Let's not do that again, okay? I laughed and looked down, fighting the urge to cry again. Sam, he said again. I was scared too. It's over now. They're going to get that bear. There are a bunch of guys out there hunting them right now. I nodded my head again because I already knew that. I saw all the trucks were still on Grandpa's lawn when we left for the hospital. I finally felt like I could talk again because Jack and I had gone through this together. You aren't mad I shot you? 
The bear looked like it was going to eat you, and I was afraid. I remember Grandpa said we should play dead. He said no one can outrun a bear. He said we should have played dead. You were trying to stare him down like Dad had done. He was going to eat you. I wasn't crying, but I could feel the tears coming down my face and looking to Jack for relief or guilt, looking for something. He smiled at me. I wanted to give you a chance to run away, Sam. I wasn't going to let that ugly son of a bitch get the both of us. I thought if Dad could do it, that I could too. And if that didn't work, I was going to run like hell. Well, when that bear walked up to me, Sam, I froze. It stood up again and growled, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I couldn't move. Did you hear him? He was so tall I shit my pants. Obviously, I started cracking up, and he started laughing too, but stopped instantly because of the pain. He winced again. I'm not kidding. I really shit my pants. At that point, he looked at me really serious and pointed his finger at me. And that's a brother's secret. Do you understand me? I mean it. I nodded. It was safe with me forever. You weren't trying to stare the bear down? I couldn't move. I wasn't trying to stare him down at all. I just froze. He had huge teeth. Did you see his teeth? Did you see him when he stood up? How much taller than me he was? I did see how much taller he was right before I shot Jack in the head. Jack was looking at me and I just couldn't stand it any longer. I had to ask him. Did you really poop in your pants? He looked at me and smiled. Yep. I guess that happens to you in really scary situations. I didn't feel it at all. Grandpa told me. I laughed pretty good for the both of us since it hurt Jack's side to laugh. And even though I wanted to hug Jack, I just settled on snuggling in next to him. It was good not to cry for a while because after all that crying, my stomach hurt. Dad came in the room smiling and Mom appeared from behind him like a magic trick. She looked like she had just fallen out of a bawling tree and hit every branch on the way down. She hugged us both, but instead of letting up like you're supposed to when you hug, she just kept hugging. Moms will do that sometimes, especially our mom. Jack eventually had to ask her to stop, and she did. Pretty soon everybody was in the room, and Jack and I told the story of what happened. Neither of us looked at Grandpa when we talked about riding through the cornfield on the Honda. I knew we probably wouldn't get in trouble for that after what happened today. Hell, we probably could have skinned the cat and not gotten in trouble. It's amazing what almost getting eaten by a bear will cover up. We talked about walking out of the cornfield and then coming out to find that big son of a bitch just standing there. I was embarrassed when Jack got to the part where I ran and left him to die, but he was quick to let me off the hook when he said that I came right back for him. He told everyone that he probably would have been an afternoon snack had I not come back. Mom got upset throughout the whole story, but especially when Jack talked about the bear. I was still really embarrassed about throwing up and running, leaving Jack behind to get eaten, especially since everyone knew about it now. Everybody said they were proud of me for saving Jack's life, though, which made me feel a little bit better that they weren't concentrating on the embarrassing part. One thing I was proud of was that Jack pooped in his pants and that I didn't. I mean, I'm not proud that Jack pooped in his pants. I'm just proud that I didn't. I did throw up all over the both of us, but I think you'd agree that it's much better than soiling yourself. It did make me think, though, if a bear did eat me, would it stop at my butt because there was still poop in there, or would it eat my butt, too? Poop and all. Bears didn't seem gross like that to me, though. Dad picked me up out of Jack's bed when it was time to go. 
Jack had to stay overnight and get more blood because most of his had leaked out of the cuts the bear made. I wanted to stay there with him, but Mom must have called it before everyone else because she was the one that got to stay the night in Jack's room. It was great to be with Dad again, and I was looking forward to having him with us the rest of the week for protection. Even though I knew everyone was going to be okay, I still felt a little bit scared. To tell you the truth, I was glad to get out of that room because I was tired of hearing about how I was a hero. I didn't feel like a hero. I was still embarrassed that I ran away. And if you ask me, the hero was really Jack. Jack was going to get eaten by a bear just to save me. Jack didn't even think about running away. When we started driving back to Grandpa's, Dad turned off the radio and said, Sam, I am so proud of you. You were so brave today. Jack is alive because of you and your quick thinking. I could feel my big heart starting up again, and I hated crying in front of Dad the most because I wanted to be like him the most, and he never cries. I guess it had been building in me the whole time we had been telling the story, and just like my tears, I couldn't hold it anymore. I ran. It came out of my mouth without me even trying to, like a hiccup, but Dad didn't hear. Sam? I ran, I said, starting to cry. I ran as fast as I could, and I left Jack there to get eaten. My big heart started to hurt, and I was bawling again, but it felt good to go ahead and get it off my chest and tell Dad. He must not have understood it, though, because he was smiling. He pulled the truck over to the side of the road, shut it off, and turned to face me. Let's go through this and make sure I have it right. Jack came up with a plan and told you to run, didn't he? I nodded. You did what he told you to do, which is what you should have done. But then you had a better idea, didn't you? You turned around and ran back towards a bear to help your brother, didn't you? He pulled me into his arms and wiped my face off again, and I wondered what he was doing with all the boogers that he was wiping off me. I nodded yes. Did you know that Jack was trying to stare down a bear when he should have been playing dead? No, I was only half crying now. I was going to shoot that son of a bitch in the eye with my slingshot. I didn't think to shoot Jack until I was aiming for the bear, and then I remembered what Grandpa had said about playing dead. I couldn't help to smile because he was making me realize I actually did do something brave. In the end, I did save Jack, and that more than made up for throwing up or running away. Hell, Jack shit his pants. I felt like I had been on the bottom of the pile in football, and all of a sudden, everyone finally got off me. I could breathe again, and I didn't want to cry anymore. Put your hands on my face, he said, taking my hands and placing them on either side of his huge face. Dad usually did that when he wanted us to really listen to him, like when he tells you that you shouldn't take the hooks off his favorite fishing lures and use them to snag carp in Tyler Creek. You and your brother means so much to me. And he stopped. He looked like he was going to ball. Dad's eyes were watering up, and he took a deep breath and blew it out through his lips, and I thought, I need to try that. If anything happened to either of you, I would just die. I wouldn't be able to go on another day without you. We almost lost Jack today, but we didn't because you saved him. What you did today was as brave and as smart as anything I've ever seen or heard of. And let me tell you right now, Sam Williams, 
A thousand different things could have happened today, before, during, and after your run-in with that bear. And don't you worry about any of it, except for the fact that you saved Jack's life. (sighs) He took another deep breath and blew it through his lips again. I am so thankful that you two were there together. I am so proud of you to have the smarts to know what to do and the courage to do it. But most of all, Sam, I am so proud that you are my son. I love you, buddy. And until you have a boy of your own, you won't even begin to know how much. I didn't cry. I felt so good at that moment. All the guilt was gone, and my dad was really proud of me. I can tell you one thing. When your parents are proud of you, it's an awfully good feeling. He kissed my forehead, and I let go of his face. Braver than you actually staring down a bear? I had to ask. Much, much braver, Sam. I was scared. I was stupid to think I could take a bear. But I was young and I thought I was invincible. And I realized when that bear walked up to me and stood up that I had made a huge mistake. I was too scared to run, so I held my ground. And I was lucky that bear wasn't interested. Your Uncle Gary likes to embellish the story and I should have corrected him. I think the bear has tripled in size since it happened. Jack was the brave one. He was only trying to save me. Dad started up the car and looked over to me and said, Sam, I'm just as proud of Jack as I am of you today, and you should be too. But without you, I'm afraid to say he might not be with us. I'm a lucky dad to have such special, brave boys. I feel ten feet tall right now. So does Grandpa. Grandpa? Wow. This was new territory. I wondered if he was going to let me drive one of his tractors now. Dad never talked like this, and it had me feeling really great, really brave, and not embarrassed at all for running away. Because I did turn around, and I did make an incredible shot, which, by the way, I can't believe isn't getting more attention. And I did save my brother's life. Not counting animals, this was my first time saving someone's life, which, in case you don't know, feels real good. They got him. Grandpa said as we walked in the door. They got your bear, Sam. Big Joe Broughton shot him down by the creek. Big Joe says he's going to stuff him and put him in his bar. Dad looked at me and I held back the tears. You won't believe this. I was glad it was over, but sad the bear had been killed. I can't explain it, but I was. Grandpa looked sad, though. He got Buddy, Sam. The bear hurt him pretty bad and they had to put old Buddy down. Now I was relieved that big ugly bear was dead and you'd have thought I was out of tears by then but I started bawling like crazy again because I loved Buddy even though he was a pain in the ass to go fishing with. Dad took me in his arms as Grandpa left the room. He didn't try to stop me from crying. He just said Buddy was a hero today too, Sam. I knew I had heard a dog bark. Buddy was coming out to go fishing with us. He must have chased that big ugly son of a bitch into the corn or maybe now that I think of it. The bear must have chased Buddy into the corn. As big as that bear was, I'm not sure he's ever been afraid of anything except maybe his wife, if he had one. And I could understand that. Jack came home the next day and we just sat around looking at his stitches, letting them air out while Mom changed the bandages. They were going to be great scars and I would be lying to you if I told you I wasn't a little jealous. Dad and I went fishing every day, sometimes with Grandpa, sometimes just us, and once with Mom. 
We caught plenty of fish, but never caught Big Frank, which was fine because I wouldn't want to catch him without Jack there to see. When it was time to go home, I was glad because it just wasn't the same without Jack or Buddy. Plus, I was scared to go out back, seeing that I'd almost gotten eaten and all. Then Jack surprised us. I want to go fishing again before I leave. I don't want to leave here afraid of going fishing at our own farm. Me too, I chimed in, only because I wanted to go fishing with my best friend, although I couldn't imagine not being scared to walk down that road again. Grandpa beamed. That's my boys. My mom wasn't having it, though. Jack, we have to get home. Your father has work tomorrow. There will be other trips, sweetie. I can guarantee you that Mom didn't want us going back there either. I looked at my dad, who was looking at Grandpa, who sprung up and said, I'll drive them back and I'll take them fishing, too. Settled, Dad said as he looked to my mom, who was giving him the evil eye. He kissed her and she just kept looking at him like the shit was going to hit the fan. We want to go alone, Jack added, and everyone in the room stopped and looked towards him, including me. Are you nuts? I asked. I was also thinking about the ride home with Grandpa. If you can imagine, after you almost get eaten by a bear, almost everything seems a little less scary, except riding home with Grandpa. That ought to tell you a lot about riding in the truck with Grandpa. They got the bear, Sam. I want to go fishing like we always do. Without saying anything, my dad walked over and gave Jack a kiss on the top of his head and then looked to me. Sam, take your slingshot, would you? That night, we ate my favorite pizza from Pizza Hut and went fishing the next morning. I was scared Dad wasn't with us, but tried not to show it because Jack didn't look scared at all. We left the pond around noon because in Jack's case, it's hard to fish with one arm in a sling, and in my case, I was scared as hell another bear was going to walk around every tree and out of every cornfield we came upon. I was getting the farts real bad from the pizza the night before and was convinced that if I heard or saw anything that even looked like a bear, I would for sure shit in my pants. When we got back from fishing, we started packing up and Grandpa rode up on his horse Olive, his rifle tied to his saddle. He said he'd been shooting rabbits out back, but I hadn't heard any shots. I wondered if he'd been following us in case we ran into another bear. And if he was, I was glad he did. Maybe next summer it'll be different. Chapter 9. On the Road Again Throwing our bags in the back of Grandpa's truck, I looked at Jack and asked, Did you slip him the beano? It's all gone. I've been slipping it to Grandma all week. She makes Grandpa look like a choir boy. I thought Dad would be driving us home. If I hadn't been laughing so hard about Grandma's farts, I would have been crying about the drive home with Grandpa. He ate the same dinner I did, and if he was farting even half as bad as me, I knew we'd be goners. Sure enough, 20 minutes into the drive home, my sides begin to hurt from eating the delicious Pizza Hut pan pizza with sausage and pepperoni. I felt like I was going to blow up if I didn't let a fart. I knew I'd get cussed at if I did, so I thought I'd just go ahead and save it until Grandpa let one of his, because he ate that same pizza too, and his farts will cover up anything. Well, it seemed like a good enough plan, but nobody told my butt about it, and wouldn't you know it, a little fart leaked out without making a noise. I panicked a little and went to turn towards the window, and the pressure was too much. Whatever I was holding in now was out. About two seconds went by, and as it hit me, I thought of what my dad sometimes says after a stinker. Good night, Irene. You can't eat a pizza like that and not have spectacular smelling farts the next day. 
I waited, terrified, and I looked over at my grandpa, who looked like someone had just punched him in the face. His eyes got wide, and he looked like he was going to cuss me out when Jack elbowed me and leaned forward so Grandpa could see him. Sorry, Grandpa, I can't hold it in. It hurts my stitches too much. Grandpa just smiled as he rolled down his window and put his hand through Jack's hair. I guess you get a pass this trip. I tried to think how I might be able to ask Jack to cover me for a couple more without Grandpa getting wind of it. I ate three whole slices, so you can bet I was literally under a lot of pressure. Just in case you are confused, if you use a saying that you really mean, you can let people know by saying, literally. I could tell it hurt him to do it, but Jack put his arm around my shoulders, looked at me, and smiled as the air cleared. I smiled back and leaned into him, a little less worried about things like what I was going to do about my farts for the rest of the trip, when he leaned down and whispered in my ear, let him rip. I wondered how many times I would have to save Jack's life before I would ever be able to repay him for everything he does and has done for me. The more I thought about it, the sillier I felt, because now I know what Jack and Dad must have known all along, that when someone in your family needs help, you help them. You don't keep score, you help them. Jack still had his arm around me. I leaned into him and ripped another silent but deadly tearjerker. A minute later, he looked at me, cross-eyed, and I lost it. Jack was laughing as hard as his stitches would allow and begging me to stop laughing, but it was too late. I was snorting by that point. The truck smelled horrible, but it didn't matter. Even Grandpa was laughing. All bets were off. I never felt safer from any bear than I did at that moment. The End Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to apologize right now for how much I suck at doing different voices. I had no idea it was going to be so hard. I hope it didn't distract too much from the story, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you're feeling inspired, there's a donate button on the main page. Feel free to kick, you know, five bucks if you liked it, ten bucks if you loved it. Um... But I appreciate you spending time. And if you feel like you have friends that might enjoy this story as well, please send them the link. Have a good one.